His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. My first child, who we call Michael, uh, growing up, when we tell him not to do something, he would not do it. Nice. We didn't have to child-proof the house or anything. And we say, hey, you know, that wouldn't be good for you. Okay. I thought, man, we're good parents. <laughs> and then the second one came along, who we love dearly. But she's strong-willed, and she doesn't take our word for anything. She's adventurous. Yeah, she's also a brainiac, so that's, I guess I'm, that's part of it. Something I don't understand. But there's this uh, kid who apparently is kind of like my second child who does not take his parents' words for it. So, you know that Hershey's cocoa powder looks like it's a thing of chocolate? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's naturally, it should taste good. But the cocoa powder, I don't know if you ever tasted it or not. I have. Oh, it's rather bitter. I put it in chocolate milk once. I thought it was like you could put it in chocolate milk. I learned real quick. I tried to tell you, Rob. (laughs) Yes, you did. I didn't believe you. Sorry, Dad. A mom took a video of her little boy, little toddler, who would not take her word for it because he knows chocolate tastes good. So this is what happened. The child will not stop insisting on tasting this. I keep telling him it's going to be gross, but he does not want to listen. So I'm going to let him find out for himself. Go, Mom. He puts a mouthful in there, and suddenly his face tells the story. Oh, he's so disheartened. He's looking around like, oh, my goodness, how can I get out of this? (laughs) Got to spit that stuff out, man. So he's holding in his mouth, and he's like, coughing. It was like a dragon with smoke coming out. <laughs> Chocolate great. smoke. So he finally just spit it out in the sink. <laughs> he learned oh. his lesson the hard way. Oh, poor people, little guy. They just have to learn that way by experience. Mm-hmm. And he, he definitely has learned that. Oh, man. Poor there you go, guy. parents. There is all you need to know about parenting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know what would be curious this morning? When did you let your kid learn a lesson the hard way? Just like this little boy with a cocoa powder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 800-447-7234. It's his morning crew. Call or text 800-447-7234. More than just pretty voices. So there's this little boy. What, what kind of chocolate was this? What do you call that chocolate? Uh, cocoa powder, like baking cocoa. That doesn't taste like chocolate at all. No, it's so weird because when you put it in things, they turn out great. Yeah. (laughs) But as an individual ingredient, it is not very tasty. Kind of like vanilla. Have you ever wanted to taste vanilla? No. I drank the whole bottle. It smells so good, but it doesn't taste good. (laughs) It doesn't taste like vanilla, huh? No. So there's a little boy. He wouldn't take uh, his mom's word for it, so he tried it. Oh, yeah. And he learned a lesson. So how about you? A lesson learned one time at 800-447-7234. Josh, what was it for you? How old were you? I was like 10, and I tried it with Jell-O. <laughs> I figured that saliva and water, it doesn't matter the difference, and I put like a whole packet of Jell-O mix in my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing the same coughing dragon spit thing going on. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the lesson learned? Saliva and water is not the same thing. (laughs) You just can't mix it in your mouth, can you? No, not at all. (laughs) The texts are coming in, too, at 800-447-7234. Robin said when her son was five or six, he was sitting in the backseat of the car, and he didn't want to wear his seatbelt appropriately. He wanted to keep it really loose. So after telling him numerous times not to do this, I was leaving the home. One day with him in the back seat, I got up to about 10 miles an hour and I hit the brakes and he went tumbling onto the floor. 
we talked about it after that and talked about what would have happened if I had been going much faster. I never had any more trouble with him loosening his seatbelt after that. Very smart. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, we get out on the highway and I slammed my brakes. (laughs) Rob, Allison, and Jim. Christine's along with us. What's your story, Christine? Well, I had a strong-willed child, too, when we lived in the Northeast, and she hated putting on socks and shoes. And it was in the middle of the winter in a snowstorm, and so I decided it was time for her to learn her lesson. So we went outside without socks and shoes on, and she never did it again. How did she react? Oh, with a whole lot of screaming and tears. And so now we live in the South, and she goes barefoot all the time, and she's 28. Does she still remember that? Oh, yes, she does. I'm sure that she was does. burned into her brain. <laughs> yes. Something like that would be. I still remember stepping on sand spurs in Florida. Ooh, ouch. Because I don't like wearing my shoes either. Mm. Oh, sand spurs. Thanks for those memories. You're very welcome. That's something that gets burned in the brain, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And then they get inside the shoes and like, oh. They just kind of stay there. I might have to take off the rest of the day. It's okay. You'll make it. (laughs) What about you? 800-447-7234. You can join the conversation this morning. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. A 100-pound pumpkin. Just picture that in your mind. It's pretty amazing, especially when you're a six-year-old boy. And even more so when the pumpkin was a gift from your beloved pop. Kevin Beckman, his pops, his grandfather, passed away back in May. But before he passed, he planted a pumpkin patch. And watching these pumpkins grow has really helped Kevin and his family deal with the loss of Pop. And that's why he called this 100-pound pumpkin a gift from his Pops, because it was his Pops that planted it in the first place. So he picked it, and he loved this thing, and put it on the front porch. And then the unthinkable happened. Someone stole that pumpkin off of his porch. Because it was my last gift from Pop, my Pop. People doing the right thing, it feels really good to me. But since that pumpkin been gone, it hasn't been right. Oh, poor little guy. And his kind-hearted neighbors, when they heard about the pumpkin getting stolen, they brought new pumpkins, which was a really sweet gesture. The family even offered a $500 reward for anyone who could return that pumpkin. But they had to wait a few days, and then something amazing happened. The pumpkin was returned. The person who took it brought it back and left it in the front yard. And hopefully they learned a lesson through all of this. So. Yeah, the Grinch's heart. Yeah. <laughs> grew two sizes, huh? Oh, that's horrible and good. I know. Somebody had a heart to bring it back. I know. Yeah, I don't understand stealing for the first, in the first place, just for the record. But a pumpkin, why a pumpkin? It's so temporary. It's, it's huge. Like yeah, 100-pound one was pretty cool. But, yeah, why? But it rots after a while. Yeah. So it's not like something they'll keep. I know. People. Happy ending. Focus on that. Okay. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Patty is joining us this morning. What's going on, Patty? Well, I just heard the story about the pumpkin. Yeah, little six-year-old Kevin got that pumpkin that his pop planted. 
and his pop ended up passing away. What were you thinking about that, Patty? It touched my heart a lot, and he he can keep that, that pumpkin and that gift going if he plants the seeds from it. Um, I'm not sure how, if you can reach out to him, but he just needs to take the seeds and just put them all on the ground where the pumpkin patch was and they'll just keep coming back. What made you think of that idea? Well, I do gardening. I bought a pumpkin one time and put it in the front yard. It was sitting on a bale of hay. Uh, it was after the season. We took the, the hay and sprinkled it over the um, garden so that it go in and get the nutrients. And the following year, the thought like it was in the, in, started in the summertime actually, um, it started growing. We didn't realize what it was because we had planted squash. And so we thought it was you know, the, the vines were were squashed, and it turned out to be pumpkins. And so we ended up having a pumpkin patch um, in our backyard. It wasn't planned. It just, it just happened. And so he can take that pumpkin after it starts rotting and just put it back into the pumpkin patch. The gift from his grandfather will continue, and he can do that every year, and he'll... He'll always have the gift from his grandfather. That is the coolest idea, Patty. I love that. You know, my, my wife's grandfather passed away in 99, and she kept a plant from the funeral that continues living today. Wow. It's the coolest thing, yeah. That is cool. Is it a house plant? Like, is yeah, it it's inside. Oh, yeah, I love it, that. it's on our kitchen table. Hmm. What a special reminder. It is. And Patty, you have a great idea. Yeah, Allison doesn't have that gift, so... No. The gift to grow things, you mean? The green yeah, thumb gift? That, that's the gift. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Do not have it. Rob, Allison, and Jim. That seems to be the thought today. When did you let your kid learn a lesson the hard way? At 800-447-7234. Josh texted and says, I love mushrooms so much that when I was a kid, my brother and I ate wild mushrooms in the front yard, and we both had to go to the hospital and get our stomachs pumped. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it was an interesting memory there. And Keith said mine was eating a lemon whole. However, it backfired on my mother. I loved it. I also would eat tang powder and loved it as well. Ew. So it doesn't always work. Ta- is that even around anymore, tang? Yeah. It is? Oh, yeah. It's what we drink on the moon. <laughs> I remember that way back in the day. Linda is here. What's your story, Linda? Yeah, when my uh, boys both wanted a dog, and they said, who's going to walk it? Who's going to feed it? And they go, no, no, no worries. I will. So then I asked a friend if I could borrow their dog. So then they learned quickly that they weren't able to do that. Uh-huh. See? Now that's smart thinking. That is smart. Yep. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So here's the question this morning and the thought. When did you let your kids learn the lesson the hard way? At 800-447-7234. Jamie Lee texted and says, I love all things cold. So we went to New York and my mom told me, I better pack a jacket because it's going to be really cold. And I, being hard-headed like I always am, decided that I was not going to pack a coat because why do I need a coat? I like the cold. We got to New York in the middle of December and it was freezing. I had to borrow one of my mom's coats and I had to hear, I told you so the whole trip. Uh-huh. New York cold is not the same as Carolina cold. That's true, right? Rebecca's along with us. How about your story, Rebecca? Well, <laughs> my son, he lo- he likes things that are hot, and I did not know that. And one of the kids that came over to my house that I watch sometimes, she brought a bag of Takis, which if you've never tried them, they're super hot. My three-year-old wanted one, and I thought, 
there's no way he's going to hate this, but he cried and cried and insisted he wanted it. And he popped it in his mouth. I thought he'd learn. And he loved it. No. <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> he eats Takis all the time now. Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Wounds up liking them. I've never had, I don't think I've had one. Have you ever done that for a discount grocery store or a career I think review? We had something very similar to that. It sounds... And I don't think any of us liked it. <laughs> and it was expired, so it probably lost some of its potency. That's true. Could yeah. be right. Mm-hmm. How about your story at 800 447 7234? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Dallin and Molly are expecting their first baby, and they did this really creative gender reveal. They got a dozen eggs, six of which were dyed blue, and six were pink, and 11 of the 12 were hard-boiled. And the they smashed the eggs on their heads one by one. time they smashed one on their head and it was hard-boiled, they knew that was not the answer. Okay. So the answer lied in the one that was raw what? and what color that one was. So they just have to keep going until the raw egg is randomly drawn. So they finally get down to the last two eggs. There's one pink one, one blue one. Dallin took the blue one. Molly took the pink one. Okay, you ready? Uh, no. Three, two, one. Ah! And the verdict? It's a girl. Molly got raw egg all over her face. <laughs> but it was really fun, and they're super excited. Would you do something like that? Yeah, the raw maybe. egg thing? <laughs> maybe. Just kind of hope that I wouldn't be the one getting the raw egg Get the raw egg, egg, the egg all over your face, yeah. <laughs> but it does make for a good memory. Yeah, you'll be bitter against the child for, for, for a couple of years. <laughs> I smashed an egg on my face for you. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Been quite the morning with the stories that are pouring in about when kids, either you or your children, had to learn the lesson the hard way. They just wouldn't listen to mom or dad at 800-447-7234. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim on his radio. Yeah, TJ sent the text, I bought my five-year-old Spider-Man tennis shoes. He asked me if he could climb the wall with them, and I said, you can try. He learned a lesson about fantasy versus reality that day. <laughs> that happened pretty quick, huh? Yeah, no serious Thank injuries. You. What about you? 800-447-7234. Trisha, what's your story? Little girl, my daughter-in-law, when she was small, she went in the refrigerator and she saw some ready whip. She turned that stuff up and squirted it in her mouth. And it had probably been there for a year because it was black. She never did that again. Ooh. Oh, it's so gross. I know, I know. But these kids think anything in the refrigerator is new. And she just turned that stuff up and squirted it in her mouth. And she had a mouthful of black ready whip. But she never did it again. I bet. And, oh, I, I feel like I'm tasting it now. I might never do that again either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Join the conversation. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. You didn't listen. You learned the hard way, even though mom said no. At 800-447-7234. Boy, the stories are definitely mm-hmm. coming in this morning. You know one thing my son has a hard time getting through his head? The proper amount of condiments for a hot dog. Oh, I don't know. Like, do so your kids hard. just put so much ketchup and mustard on it, we, and then it's all over the place, and you you're have, like, I told you no, so. We have to regulate. 
Mine are perfect. No, no, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> well, Cindy Lee texted. She said, one of our sons decided to get up in the middle of the night and eat all the chocolate that was left over from Halloween. He had a bad stomach ache. And when he found, we found out, we said, guess you just learned the lesson because he spent the evening in the bathroom. Oh, poor, poor kid. Yeah, right. Gary, okay, something happened in your family. Tell us so, please. Uh, when my son was about 10 years old down in Florida, we had a golden retriever and his responsibility was to feed the dog and she had an automatic dog lapper to give her water all day long she was an outside dog uh, one saturday he forgot the whole day to feed her so that sunday after church we came home and my parents came over for dinner and my son got water served to him for the whole day and he didn't get to eat so he kind of realized the dog's dilemma and from that day forward he never forgot to feed her again that is tough, but I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> Did he complain a lot? No, he, he, he still remembers it to this day, and he's 40 years old. So uh, it was a mark in his life, but uh, I like practical lessons like that instead of scolding him all the time. I think it lasted much, much longer. Well, Allison's taking notes, Gary. That, well, I'm all about fostering compassion in our kids. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a very strong lesson in having compassion for what somebody else is going through. It is. I'm all about eating. So I would have <laughs> learned a lesson there. So we're not going to feed Jim for the rest of the day. Oh, okay. It's just water, dude. Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I wonder if the door could swing open wide for you when it comes to a shopping spree. And a shopping spree, not just anywhere, but a shopping spree at the Magnolia Garden. I mean, that's where the silos are in Waco. So that'd be pretty cool to have something like that. I know Allison would like, yes, please, shopping spree there. I love shopping with other people's money. That's great. (laughs) That is fun, isn't it? You could be shopping with other people's money by going to Magnolia Market and Garden in Waco, eat at the Magnolia table. It's a whole experience that you could literally win from his radio. We're talking the Marion Bright Magnolia Christmas experience. Could you imagine Waco, Texas at Christmas time? So I wonder if pretty. the gains kind of deck out the whole town. Oh, I'm sure. They seem so to own charming. it. I know, right? And no snow. Oh, there's a downside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Stay away from the cold during Christmas, right? So you could win that literally from his radio when you're a part of our share that starts November the 5th, and you could literally be involved in it now. So Marion Bryant, Magnolia Christmas Experience, if you would like to win it, Text the word WACO right now to 800-447-7234. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I was the wild child. I'm going to try to guess. Maybe I shouldn't. Allison was either the wild child or the good one because she has a sister, too. You were the youngest. Yep. So you got away with more. I did. Uh Yep. So I don't know. The... I was kind of in the middle. Were you really? Yeah. I can see that. I can't read Jim, though. I don't know what Jim was. I he was, was a compliant. a good child. You were. Okay. <laughs> Definitely a compliant. Well, what about in your family? A lesson learned the hard way at 800-447-7234. We got a text from Moira who says, at five years old, my mom wouldn't let me wear her high-heeled boots. I decided to do it anyway and was walking up the back porch steps and the boot got caught on the top step and I rolled all the way down and landed headfirst no. on the concrete. No. Moira, poor girl. I hope you're okay. Check on I her. hope you still wear heels, though. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy says, when I was little, I found these candy pieces in our bathroom cabinet. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so I ate several of them. Turns out it was X-Lax. Oh. Never did that again. Hmm. <laughs> 
problem sticking that through. Well, no, no. It reminded me when I ate roach eggs thinking they were candy. Oh, in gross. our roach infested house. Oh. I was four or five. Oh. I still remember it, though. Where'd you find them that you thought they were candy? They were in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, on the floor. I thought, hey, look at this. Thanks, oh. Mom. Mom's like, no. Um, you're gross, dude. Okay, so Vicky, what's your story? Uh, well, when my daughter was a little girl, I went into the kitchen one day, and she was making a sandwich. She was making a peanut butter and mustard sandwich. Ooh. And I told her, that's not going to be good. She said, yes, it is, Mama. I love peanut butter, and I love mustard. And so I said, that's not good. She said, yes, it is. So I said, well, if you make it, you have to eat it. So she made her sandwich. She took a bite. It was nasty. I made her eat two or three bites. And then she realized Mama was right. And she's, she's a grown woman with three children of her own, and she tells her children the story of having to eat the mustard and peanut butter sandwich. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Thinking about those days that you learned the hard way. You know, the defiant child who won't listen to Mom and Dad at 800-447-7234. Like this kid in the cocoa chocolate stuff, whatever it was. Yeah, it's a cocoa powder that does not taste that well, but he insisted on eating a spoonful of it, so mom just let him do it. Mm, oh. he, <laughs> he didn't like it. Oh, his face showed it, too. <laughs> and the stories are coming in at 800-447-7234. Becky says when her brother was six, he had a spiteful streak, and he saw a fire ant mound, and he kicked it over while wearing wool socks. Mm-hmm. He learned very quickly that fire ants were not to be provoked. Until that moment, neither of us had any working knowledge of or had seen fire ants. <laughs> oh, Becky. So, yeah. Beverly is along with us. What about you, Beverly? It was when you were a little girl? My grandma's chocolate. She used to dip snuff, and I used to call it grandma's chocolate. And my mama couldn't keep me away from it until one day she just let me take a great big old spoonful of it. All I can remember is I threw up, but mama said I turned green. I bet. Wow. That was my biggest memory I could ever remember with my grandma's chocolate. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Sometimes you just have to learn the hard way, especially if you're one of those kids that never listened to mom or dad, or maybe your kids are like that. So, what happened? What's the story? 800-447-7234. Holly says my brother took a bat and was hitting a sand beehive. Ooh, and mother told him to stop, but he did not. The bees came out, but instead of stinging him, the bees stung his three other brothers, sister, and mom. Oh, no. So who learned the lesson here? <laughs> so, not him. That didn't go how I was expecting it to go. Katie, she said when she was eight or nine, her, her mom had a bar of dark, dark chocolate, baker's chocolate in the cupboard. And I thought for sure all chocolate bars were sweet and delicious. So I snuck into the kitchen and I took a couple of squares. Needless to say, I was horrified by how bitter it was. And still to this day, I am skeptical of all dark chocolate. Ooh. David is along with us. How about you? But I was around five years old, and my grandfather and my father, but most of my grandfather, he'd get to church early, and there was a great big bell that he would ring to let everybody know church was fixing to start, you know, about 15 minutes before everyone would get to church. And I always wanted to ring that bell. He kept telling me I was too small. So I was just... 
you know, all day thinking about ringing that bell. Well, we go back to church that night, and it's in the little foyer area, and you go up some stairs, and you grab a rope. Well, I told him I had to go to the bathroom, and I run up them stairs and grab the rope of that bell and start ringing it for all I'm worth. And I cut all the lights off in the church before I did it. I don't know why I did that. I got a good spanking. But when we got home, my grandmother and my grandfather, they were all sitting around laughing. They were they were talking that a lot of people in the church, they thought the second coming happened and they went to the altar. And there was people in the church at the altar <laughs> praying, <laughs> did not realize that it was me yanking on that bell. That's funny, David. <laughs> there are a lot of people that got their hearts right with God that night. That's right. You helped lead people to Jesus. <laughs> you got a spanking. People came to the Lord. It was a good thing. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Heather and Clark, it was their 10th anniversary yesterday. Isn't that cute? Oh, happy anniversary. So you would think they would celebrate by some relaxing getaway, you know, from the kids, stuff like that. But they decided to go to a park, a little park called Disney. Uh, but not only to one of the parks, which is crazy, uh, you know, crazy crowded all the time. They went to all six Disney parks, which obviously... There's only four in uh, Disney World, which is Orlando right. area, and then there's two out in California and LA. They did not. They did. Well, that was their plan. I'm looking at their Facebook, and they haven't updated yet. They must be <laughs> really tired. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're exhausted. But yeah, their plan was, well, she's, she's also a, uh, a uh, travel agent. Nice. A little perk there. I know. So they started out in the Orlando one. They had breakfast at Hollywood Studios, and they walked over to Epcot with the Magic Kingdom, had lunch at Animal Kingdom, and then took a flight at 4.30 out to California and uh, went to the California Adventure at 8, hoping to get to Disneyland before midnight when they closed. So I don't know. I'm waiting to see their update. Did you say this is their honeymoon? No, 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's buku amounts of money to do that. That's not like a one stre- day. stressful celebration. It also. is. Did they get to ride any rides? Yeah, How? They're, they're in all the long lines. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. I think they pretty much just went into each one and then went out and went to the next one. Took a picture. Come on, let's go. Yes. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds stressful. Yeah. But really cool because no one else has ever done that before. Yeah, but it. <laughs> what if that's their only time ever at Disney? Mm. Then they don't get to really experience Disney. No, I'm thinking they've probably been there before. In fact, on their on their uh, on their Facebook page, I see a couple shots with the kids and stuff. So I'm assuming they've been there before. Okay. Oh, they didn't take the kids this time though, did they? Oh no! Oh, that would be that miserable. Was, oh. <laughs> Horrific! Oh my word! Well, happy anniversary! What are you gonna do on your twentieth?